Before we get back to today's show, here's a quick word from HubSpot. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like try to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Could it be Don or John or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs. And a full 360 view of every customer. So your go-to-market team can keep up on the pulse of accounts before trying to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. So this show, we are going to break down the state of AI in video and where AIs have an impact today. They're taking memes and making memes videos, baby. All right, Kip, I want to open the show with an incredible video generated by AI with one of the most famous sports star and a video that has had over 700 million impressions. Now, there's a reason we're kicking off the show with this video. But first, let's quickly see this video in action. David Beckham, you're looking good. Malaria. Malaria isn't just any disease. It's the deadliest disease there's ever been. Se dice que ha matado más de la mitad de la población que ha existido. David Beckham speaks Spanish? What? He's in football in so many countries. Oh, wow. I don't even know what some of his languages are. Right. <laughs> the AI dubbing on this is sick. It's so cool. It's so cool. And what they've done, what I love, is that they've kept the shot simple. One of the limitations right now is you have to keep the shot very tight and very simple so that you can do the dubbing on the lift and get the language dubbed in right. Malaria must die. One voice can be powerful but all of our voices together, then they will have to listen. Malaria must die, so millions can live. So this is a campaign to eradicate malaria. David Beckham is a spokesperson, an incredible campaign, but the pivotal part here, the critical part here, is AI has taken David Beckham and created this video in multilingual, so it is completely AI generated. You're able to take someone's likeness, you were able to take someone's personality, you were able to take someone's voice, and you were able to bring it to life in a video through AI and make it multilingual from day one. The thing we want to do is we want to, again, make the argument that AI is going to make people more creative, not less creative. We think one of the ways that it does that is through making video much, much easier for all of us to use. And we want to tell you where AI is having impact within video and what are the current shortcomings with video when it comes to AI? I wonder, was this done using HeyGen? So I don't know if you've seen HeyGen can do this today. Like you can upload your photo, you can upload a graphic of you and HeyGen can actually animate it and it can actually dub it in this way. Yeah, so there's two tools right off the bat that like if you wanted to do this yourself, HeyGen and Tavis do this right now. And basically how they work, Kieran, is 
you train a version of a video model for your individual self or whoever is going to be the on-screen talent and you do like 15 minutes of reading. Have you done it where you like you have this 15 minute script that you kind of read and go through so they have all your movements and your sounds and then can use the AI model to incorporate them to do custom Mm. you know, personalization or different things. So it might be like, hey, I make one video talking about my product, but I can dub in your name, a couple of things you like, other things like that, even that it's not multilingual. The cool thing about this David Beckham video is that it is multilingual. And obviously David Beckham doesn't speak all these languages. I haven't even heard of some of these languages, but this video is so popular because one, it is in all those languages. And two, the message is dead simple. And I think that's actually one of the hidden benefits of these AI video tools is that they're going to force you to keep the message more simple when you are trying to either personalize it for a wide group of people or put it across so many different languages. It forces the initial scripting and copywriting to be much, much tighter. What is the tool you mentioned? Tavis. Check out Tavis. Tavis is very, very smart, folks. They won the pitch competition at our inbound event in September. Ah, And very, very cool product. And so basically, you do one recording and then you can personalize your video for people, for topics, essentially like how you would use personalization tags in email. You can right, now do that right. video. So th- that is why I think at some point video is going to be baked into your personalization lifecycle marketing and that you can actually just change the video on the fly based upon the data that you're ingesting. 100%. First of all, let's go through like the process of creating a video. I think that's going to be useful for everyone. And then like where AI is impactful, where it has some shortcomings. So like there's kind of six core steps, right, to create a video. I'm sure that there are people who are watching this that are incredible at creating videos that will tell me I've missed some steps. But let's give us marketers who, you know... We love video, but Moonlight as YouTubers some credit here, okay? Right. We're, we're doing our best. So we research, right? Obviously, that's just part of the writing process. We do our script writing, which is just part of the writing process. We generate the video, we edit and post the video, we publish the video, and we analyze the video. Now, I would argue that actually there's use cases for AI for, again, none technical video people, us in the research, in the script writing, in the generation, in the edit and post, and we're going to give some examples. And then even in the analysis, because you and I use ChatGPT Code Interpreter to do analysis on the YouTube channel and RSS feed, so you can actually use some good analysis. Let's start with the research part. AI is a great research buddy, right? Like it is not a incredible... You about this over and over again. It's so good at research. Yeah, it's so good at research. I will say on the script writing... It's a good assistant. It will not get you all of the way. One thing I did actually over the weekend was created this product position in GPT. I spent a ton of time over the weekend creating GPTs. <laughs> I created GPTs with actions. I created GPTs, all manner of GPTs. I created this like product position and bought it. It was actually pretty kind of cool. Like I actually asked it for like popular storytelling frameworks. And then I said, create a PDF of four of them because there was four that I really liked. Then I actually downloaded the PDFs and then I created a GPT, fine-tuned on those. PDFs. And then you as a user, I can actually send it to you. You can go in, give it some details, choose your storytelling framework, and it will position your product using that storytelling framework. But it will actually give a step-by-step breakdown. Now, one of the things that I read over the weekend, it's very, very dense. And so if you want to go full-on nerd, I don't know if you've heard all of the rumors about Q-learning in OpenAI, which is like... I have. That's a whole other show too. Yeah. And so like one of the things in one of the research papers talked about how you want to ask it to break down its thinking, basically show me your thinking step by step. And then you can kind of like 
ask it, hey, do you really believe step one is right? Do you actually believe we can improve in this? Do you really believe step two? So you iterate on each step. And so part of what you can do in the storytelling framework is like break down the story in eight coherent steps and then iterate on those steps. So where am I going with all of this? Script writing is good, not great. It's a good assistant and you can fine tune to get better. Where I think we should spend some time, Kip, is on the generation, the audio and video part and the editing which is like the post-production part, which traditionally are not being easy for us all to do. And so what I wanted to start with is, I think the Goliath in this space, or one of the really incredible companies in this space, which is Runway. Yeah. And so let me show you some of the improvements that Runway have made to their platform that are pretty incredible for people like us who want to create video. While you're pulling that up, there are players in this AI video space right now. And we all know that AI video is in its early days, right? You know, we are really like only a couple years into teams even working on this and only, you know, sub a year, most of these tools being like commercially available. Runway has stepped out to be the leader in this space. There's lots of others. We're going to talk about some of those others. But right now, if you're thinking about the state of AI video, Runway is kind of the de facto leader. And there seems like they have the aspirations to kind of be that default AI video platform long term. So this is kind of their Gen 2 model. I want to show you some examples. The thing I really wanted to show here is like the multimodal part. So the cool thing is, right, when we think of multimodal, I think people think, oh, you can go text to video. No, you can go like text video to video, right? You can go multimodal, which you can have different inputs and different outputs. This is a really good example, right? This is like text and image to video. Generate a video using a drive-in image. Yeah, so explain this to everybody because this is pretty wild. Right, this is awesome. So we basically input an image and a prompt. So the input image is the image here on the left, which is the realistic photo of someone wearing, I have to say, looking pretty dapper. Like I'm wearing my new leopard print cardigan today. I've gone super casual. I do like the cardigan. I'm sorry that I hadn't mentioned it. We were just too into the show today to really... But you can see they input the image and then they actually have a text prompt to bring that image to life through a video. So the right-hand side is the video. That is just incredible, right? I'm actually going to give you some other examples of why this is incredible. So this is like, first of all, you can bring this to life in many different, whatever you can dream of in terms of what you want that video to look like. You can start with an image, which I think is a far better starting place for video than text. But this is another really good example where you can input an image here, which is like, I think Sydney Harbor. It is Sydney Harbor. And then you can actually create multiple videos based upon that input image. Kieran, could you see what happened over the weekend? What people were doing with this lovely technology? Oh, no, 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 no. This is what people are doing now. They're taking memes (laughs) and making memes videos, baby. Look at that. Oh, geez, I didn't even think of that. That's my whole weekend, this weekend gone. I yeah, can so actually a whole, turn memes into whole video. Host people who, look, so here's the original. So this kind of still oh, was the class meme, and they've turned this meme into a full AI-generated video. Like, I see this meme or something like every day on the internet. And now it's like, what? There's like a whole video, like the girlfriend's reaction, like everything is incredible. This is an incredible example. This is the best example. We should actually... Each choose a meme and bring it to life. But isn't that wild that you can see something that's part of just culture or you have an image of an important event in your family even and that you can then make a short video out of it is crazy. You can take photos of friends, family, things like that and turn them into like videos, even though they didn't do those things, right? Like there is a whole other world happening. Out there Are you of thinking Gen about Z. pranking your brothers? I, of course, that's what I'm thinking. There was a news article about Gen Z using this technology for things that they should not be using it for, but it does speak to some of the 
you can actually take a photo of someone and put them in a, any kind of position you want through a video. That is going to be wild in the world. Wild. We're just not going to believe a lot like, of what we see. I can take a video of you and create a video of you in whatever way I want. And you have no control like, over it. It's yes. going to look believable, right? You have no control over it. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just knew that you love that meme as much as I do. And I had to show you that one of the applications of tools like Runway is, is to bring your memes to life in the form of video. I think that resonates with people. Right? Everyone understands those memes. Let me show you this one. This is like two images. Ooh. This is oh, like a video, crazy. again, multimodal. Now this is video plus image, right? We've done text yes. plus image. We've done image to video. Now we're doing the video. Source video is the guy doing some pretty amazing dance moves on the right-hand side. I was going to say, side. I want those sick moves he's pulling out there. He's, uh, he's looking good on the dance. And then he has a driving image. And then the AI is able to combine those two things to create the thing on the right. So you're able to, you have a source video. So you can, again, take a family video and say, hey, take this family video my drive-in image is the Simpsons. And actually, I put the family video in Simpsons style. So now you can turn your family videos into any kind of style that you want. You could turn kids dancing into like grown-ups dancing at an EDM club, right? Like the, right. It, what, what's crazy about all of this is that when we say multimodal, we really mean multi, right? right. Like it's not just text or video or audio remixing. It's all the combinations of those things to create different moments in a video, which is wildly different than what we are used to being able to do, especially folks who are not true like video editors, producers, etc. Exactly. And this is the last one I'll show, which is you can take videos just using simple text prompts, being able to edit them really rapidly. So the video on the left, again, is the original video. And then this person has edited it just through a text prompt, asking it to put spots on the crazy. dog. Right? So crazy. Like you can just take that video. So crazy. This stuff is just wild. So that is an example. If we go through that list, we had the research, the script writer, and now we're on to video generation. I think one of the companies that are really making impact there is Runway. And their second model is going to really help all of us be able to create video is much, much easier. Kieran, real sidebar question for you before we keep going. Do we think all of these choices are good? Like, oh, cool. Like I have a video of my dog. Now I can have that video of my dog look any possible way that I want. Like that's fairly overwhelming. Like in a world where anybody can create the tools of video like a professional maybe could have in yesterday's world, is it good that we have like endless options when making stuff now, I feel like I'm going to be overwhelmed by it all. This is the actual other episode I was kind of like insinuating we should do at some point, which is AI UX, okay. which is natural language, yes. gives you the freedom to do all things. And so when I was building the GPTs and I wanted to just build them through natural language, not through the configuration panel, first of all, there's two parts of this. Your question is like, well, we could just do anything we wanted and it's kind of overwhelming and what should we do, right? Whereas like in a kind of traditional UX experience, you have all these templates like to help you figure out what you want to do. Click on the template, click on the template. No, you can just do, like you can literally do anything. I think it's going to take some time for people to really understand what is worth doing. Like what is the separation between like meaningful work and play work? And then the other thing is like, sometimes prompting through natural language is a lot more clunky than just being able to click the buttons and configure a panel. But do I think like, this, in terms of its impact in society, I think this is far greater than the impact of something like a text-based chat GBT. I agree with that. Because we are entering a world where it is hard to distinguish between any 
content, right? Original or fake. And I don't know if you've seen recently, we should do an episode on this. There's a lot of examples going about today of people doing searches on Google for different people, like actually known mm-hmm. people. And the image Google's returning is like a mid-journey image <laughs> that someone's <laughs> created of that person. Google itself is starting to struggle to like distinguish between real or fake content. And that is a problem for all of us. We'll be right back. But before, let me tell you about another podcast I love. Nudge, hosted by Phil Agnew, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Ever noticed how the smallest changes can have the biggest impact? On Nudge, you learn simple evidence-backed tips to help you kick bad habits, get a raise, grow a business. Every bite-sized 20-minute show comes packed with practical advice. Nudge is fast-paced, but it's still insightful with real-world examples that you can apply. Oh, and it's the UK's fastest growing business podcast. If you want an MBA's worth of insight one podcast, this is the right show for you. Entrepreneurs will love this show because it's filled with repeatable proven studies, not hearsay and one-off success stories. You're going to love the show because I was interviewed by Phil. You can go check out my episode. And I recently listened to an awesome episode. It's called Six Scientifically Proven Persuasion Techniques. It's a must listen for anyone in marketing. Listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. Kieran, I think the interesting point about the show, if you look at everything we've walked through so far, it used to be that we as people, we would go sit in a movie theater or we'd sit in front of a TV with Netflix or whatever. And when we were in that mode, we were trained, hey, you are going to see fantastical fictional things, right? That these incredible artists have created and you're going to suspend your kind of belief in reality when that's happening. And now you're going to have to do that all the time. Right. Everybody is going to be able to make stuff like that. And you might just be like randomly looking at something on your phone and you're being like, what? I don't know if that's real or not. I don't know what I should believe about that. And that is a very big change to the society that we're living in that I don't think we're all prepared for yet because we've had this very nice compartmentalization where like we've had these amazing video technologies for a long time, but they've been relegated to very high cost specific use cases. And now they're going to be democratized across all use cases. And that's one of the things that I want to make sure everybody watching today's show or listening to today's show understands. And I think the next big unlock for video, which is coming, starting to happen, is a video for gaming that you can actually use AI to build all of the kind of games. And that's going to be super interesting. Like imagine anyone can create a game Like you and I could create a game if we have an incredible idea. Like my mom does these incredible books and she personalizes them to each person. Imagine she could take that and turn that into a game, like a child's game. Again, you know, our core thesis here is that it makes people more creative, not less creative, because the thing that holds people back from creativity too often is the tools. It's not the ideas. It's actually not being creative. It's actually learning the tools and having been held back by not being able to code or do these things. One of the things I want to show you is let's give an example of how this is being used by go-to-market teams. So Zoom are using, here's from their website, it's like a case study. They're using these to enable their sales team, right? They were like, oh, we improved training by 90% or video production by 90%. Now let me show you the video and tell me if you were in this training onboarding class, at what point would you pick up your phone and start to check out the memes on Twitter to see if anyone else is bringing them to life? All right, let's see how long I can make it through this 
AI trained video. So this is interesting. So they produced 200 plus micro videos. And because of using AI, they were able to save about $1,500 per employee because right. they did per employee, like personalized videos. Personalized training. Yeah. So let's check out this video. It's called Zoom Deal Detective Preview. Hello, Deal Detectives. I'm Sergeant Peters. Oh, wow. Welcome to the Zoom Way Selling Task Force. We have been eagerly anticipating you joining this <laughs> We think you are a perfect person for the Come on, guys. Come on. This is my you point. Like, uh, why is the lady with her back the to me the entire time? <laughs> She's disgusted at, I don't know, actually. I don't understand why. Stage. This is so weird. She's super English, into the video. She's like, just, I'm riveted by this video. I'm going to completely upright and just like be very into the video. She's super engrossed in the video. I love a Mission Impossible ripoff, so I'm totally here for the theme of the video, and I love that they personalized it and that they're tying it to salespeople commissioning. I actually think a lot of this video is good. I think the actual production choice and creative choices are not great, right? but that was interesting. Well, it wasn't awesome. Yeah, so I think for that use case, right, I actually will say for internal sales enablement, I think your quality of video, okay, you can probably get away with that. It's pretty like, yeah, you totally. know, monotone. You're mandating that, that these people watch it and they're going to make money based on watching it, right? But there's a couple of key points in that, to your point. First of all, you can personalize the video because it doesn't cost you much money to like small groups or individuals. You can actually create very personalized onboarding through video. And so your costs, again, we've said this before, your cost to personalize video or any kind of content is going to come down. So you're probably going to live in a world where you have one-to-one -one content. Oh, like I know enough about Kip that I can actually create you your own media experience through the things that I can create for you. Now, we are nowhere near that externally, but mm -hmm. like internally, that's a good example of where you can use it. The second thing I want to show is from the other generation clip, like if you're out there today, the one that you will look at will be, wow, I can take all of the video that I'm creating and use AI to turn it into short-form video, right? Use it to actually generate short-form video, bring it to life for my customers, and actually that's a good way for me to grow my audience. Now, one of the brands doing that is actually Saster. Um, they're using something called Opus Pro, and Opus Pro has a okay. bunch of cool clients. They have Chili Pepper as well who are using it. Now, I want to give you my two cents on this. So I, first of all, I want to show you a short from uh, Saster, and then once the short is complete, I want to give you my quick TLDR on how I feel about it. All right, so we're going to check out some shorts from Saster, who's using AI for their shorts. This is a short created from the Saster event, and they're using AI to do all of the transcription and text over, right, Karen? They're using AI to actually go through the long-form video and find clips and then create clips from that video. So this is AI being able to take your existing content and then package it up for other platforms. I've seen a bunch of companies do this. Like, you take one long video and try to create 10 viral clips. Now, here is the core challenge with AI. And there's another episode that I want to do. You probably saw there was a post that went viral recently about this search agency who used AI to scale content, took their entire competitor sitemap, produced content for the entire sitemap, and then stole all their traffic, right? Now, I have a ton of things to say about that. That's a future episode. <laughs> but it's an example of using what I would say AI, which is still good. I think we should be using these tools, but it's like lazy AI, right? It's like, oh, like take the sitemap, pump it into AI, produce the articles. Now, these tools, I'm not saying these tools are lazy or any of these companies are lazy, but I'm saying the tools at the moment, where the tools are in terms of their yeah. functionality and their ability to do things, I would call it a lazy AI use case, which is take the long-form video, figure out 10 clips, and then give you the clips. The problem where we are in the 
internet today and media in general is if you're average, you're nowhere. And to yes. do truly great things, if you're going to create a truly great short from video, and you and I know this, you actually have to like sit down and craft a short so form hard. script, right? You still need a, a hook. You need to tease the payoff. There's actually a formula to work. And AI is not going to be able to get that from a long form video because you did not create that long form video with that short form formula in mind, right? And that's the problem. Well, look, for everybody watching, I, I disagree with you a little bit. Like if you're somebody who has a lot of great long form video content, like our friends over at Sasta, for example, they host an amazing event a couple times a year. They have some of the best experts in SaaS software around at that event. Like there's really good content and sound bites. And it's not a massive team of people where they can just contrive short form videos backstage with all these people. So like I get them wanting to use some type of app. They're going to get more eyeballs and drive some subscribers. Your point is it is going to be marginal value compared to what you would get if you did it in a very thoughtful, custom kind of quote unquote, non-automated yeah. lazy way. I think that it's a, again, I think Saster, if I was them, I would do the same thing. Like I have a huge repository of great content. I can use an AI app to try to generate short form video across that. I'm not going to hire multiple people to go and just do all of this for me. I'm just saying where we are today that you will have marginal returns on that. That is just the reality. And if you actually want to have outsized returns, it takes a ton of effort and takes like breaking out the formula for whatever platform or medium type that you're trying to create content for. And so I think that AI in a lot of cases solves for this kind of this use case, which is, well, I can just do something. I'm not doing anything. I can do something. And that something is better than nothing, but it's not actually helping me get to like the linchpin of this thing. Like it's not actually helping me to really excel at this thing. And that is where I see a lot of AI tooling today, especially in video, other than like runway, because you actually do have to put time and effort into a runway. You still need to actually create the videos with the platform in mind. But a lot of the AI tooling helps you on the lazy use case, but doesn't help you in the kind of, how do I get into the top category of excelling yeah. on this thing use case? AI, and especially AI video right now, is going to take a great idea and make it easier to get out there and faster to get out there and make and help and potentially make the execution a little better. But it's not going to do that for you, right? Like you right. still have to have the right idea, have the right packaging, scripting, talent. It's just going to amplify what you're doing, right? Right. You still need to understand the platform, the formula, and craft content to that formula. And I think that is still where a lot of the creativity and skill sets come into play. Yeah. So it, like, if you think about the show today, like we walked through a bunch of different AI technology, we gave you some tools you could go out and use. If you think about the actual use cases that exist, it's really taking what you're already doing and making it better. Like the Zoom example is a good idea. Like they were going to make that sales training video regardless, right? They just happened to make an AI version that is much more personalized and got better engagement and everything from their salespeople because of that, which is great. That's a win-win, but it's not like a transformational solution yet. All these use cases that we're seeing right now are kind of incremental to what people have been doing. Agreed. So that really is the kind of breakdown on where we feel we are in the AI impact on video, not all parts of video, but they think the things that we, the non-video people really, really care about to get more of their content out there in video form. So I think my big takeaway is, again, you keep using the tools. I think AI is an incredible research assistant. You have actually no argument against not doing the research work up front because it's so much quicker to do. AI is a great write-in assistant. You can actually take some ideas and turn them into scripts. One of the things you actually can do is you can go find videos that you're inspired by and use those to fine tune the model to create scripts 
based upon those videos, like in that format. And then generation, you have tools like HeyGen, you have tools like Havis, which I am going to play around with to be able to easily create videos in many, many forms. You have Runway, which we think is going to be one of the larger platforms in this AI video space and the incredible multimodal use cases that we took you through. And you can start to play with those tools and create video very, very easily. We've showed you some of the real examples, like internal enablement of employees. I think at some point we're going to be able to take that video and integrate it into our go-to-market and have personal one-to-one videos. So we'll be able to ingest the data. I'll be able to say, hey, there's a video just for a kip, right? We saw the examples of taking your existing things, like you're actually not doing anything with this repository of content if you're a saster. Well, I've got all of this video. I might as well try to turn it into like these short form videos. We think it can do a good job there. It's still like what I would term, and I don't mean this for saster. I'm not saying that they are lazy. I'm just saying it's the lazy AI use case, which doesn't still get you into that top echelon of like performers within that platform because the formula of the content still matters, the execution, the idea, all of those things matter and they have to be tailored to the platform, tailored to the media. So I think that's where we are, AI and video. If you've enjoyed this, drop us the comments with any examples. If you've done anything in video or you've seen some great examples you want to share with Kip and I, put them into the comments. We will be back next time as always on Marketing Against the Green.